Buddy. <laughs> Buddy. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. All right, Mama. We're on. What's up, Ben? What's up, Mama? This is going to be fun today. It's going to be real fun. I'm so excited. I'm waiting for this all week. <laughs> 21 questions. Let's I'm going to. Yeah. So I have 11 questions. You have 10 questions. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question and then I want you to answer it and then I'm going to answer it unless I want to pass. Cause I don't know what you're going to ask me and vice versa. If you want to pass. Wow. <laughs> Set the stage. Okay. But, but I think it should be fine. Um, and then, and then, yeah, we'll go through them. I'm excited. And then you'll ask me, you ready? Deep Let's breath in. Let it out. Okay. There you go. Good to breathe. Okay. <laughs> They're what not that bad. I don't think. Okay. What is the one thing in life uh, you feel most guilty about? Oh, that's so annoying. We're starting um, off like. You're just going right in. Just going to just go in. Right okay. in. Right in. It's fine. It. Most guilty about. That's a weird answer, actually. The answer I have is I feel guilty to myself. There's certain things I wanted to do when I was younger I didn't do. And I feel mm -hmm. guilty to myself for not letting myself have that experience because it could have probably changed my life for the better. So like when I was 18, 17 and a half, I wanted to go to the army. And I had pages signed to go to the army. And I let, I'm not going to blame anybody, but I, I was let myself be talked out of it and I didn't go. And that was something that I've always regretted a lot because that would have been like the best school ever. It teaches you patience. It teaches you, you know, true humility. It teaches you how to take care of yourself, all those things. And I learned those things regardless, but I think that would have been something for me that would have been life-changing. So that was, I feel guilty for my, in hindsight for myself now, for not letting myself have that experience. Oh, I didn't know that, Ben. Yeah. Oh, what would you, what branch would you have done if you joined the military? I wanted to do the, I want to do the Navy, but I don't think I was oh, smart right. enough for that. So I didn't, wouldn't have worked. Yes, you are. No, no, no. So I would have done, I wanted to be like a foot soldier. I wanted to go and like infiltrate buildings and like, you know, clear hostages out and stuff like that and like help people. That's what I wanted to do. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. I forget. I have to answer these. I don't want to answer this one. No. Um, hey, so your rules, I, <laughs> I know. I think that what I feel most guilty about when I think back is some of the things that I've said to my parents over the years, like especially as a teenager, but even more recently, I think we went through a lot when I was a kid and a teenager. And I think I said some really hurtful things that I kind of wish I could take back I think it there was like everyone was going through a lot and I was a difficult teenager and they were you know like frustrated with me and I was frustrated with them and I think I thought that because I had like a job at 15 and like was paying for a lot of my own stuff I thought I was an adult and when mm -hmm. they tried to give me rules I didn't like it and like said a lot of hurtful things to them so I think I feel most guilty about just the way that I treated them when I was younger. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's okay. You're up. I'm up. Okay. If you could, well, I'm going to start with a corny one. That's great. Okay. So 
If you could pick the one thing that always makes you smile, what would it be? The one thing that always makes me smile. Uh, well, people know that I love coffee. Mm-hmm. And if someone just brings me a coffee without me asking, I will marry them at this point. Huh. I It makes me so happy just to like have someone think about me and go, hey, I picked you up a coffee. Best, best day ever. It's I imagine that's why you and I never fight because we're always drinking coffee. So we're always like in a good mood when we talk. We're like, oh my God, it's always a positive thing. I love you so much. It's always great. I know. When we ever, like, I remember when we meet up for like editing sessions and stuff, you're like, I'm going through Starbucks. You want something? And I'm like, oh, oh always. Yeah. And vice it's, it's versa. The nectar of the gods, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, my turn, I think. You're up. Um, you're oh, up. yeah. Okay, if you could rid the earth of one thing, what would it be? Oh my God. Um, I should have looked at this list before we did this. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, rid the earth of one thing. Do you want to hear mine first and we'll, we'll break the rules? Because I have mine. Yeah, you go first. Yeah, racism. I feel like so much would, I mean, obviously, like sure. the world would be a better place without racism. Everyone would get along. Of course. I don't know. I think it would like get rid of most of our issues. Would you change that as of now or would you change it over the course of the whole world? What do you mean? Like the history of the, would you change it over the history of oh. the world or just, or just starting now? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't, I mean, I guess this is just starting now because I can't really like go back in in history and change that. But if like I could snap my fingers and something would be gone, like everyone would just all of a sudden love everybody and we wouldn't have any, any issues. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of one that's a little bit more, that's a great one. Um, Really good one. I think I would rid the world of our our need to use our resources for military against each other. I would change the way we operate and put all our resources together to go explore space and find new elements and like grow our planet or civilization. I wouldn't, I would change, I would change that for sure because the amount of time we waste on hatred and uh, you know, just pure bigotry and killing each other and bolting, bulking up our defense systems to like kill each other. And it's just, it's just such a mind boggling Mm -hmm. thing that we do and how we operate. Actually, I was in Costa Rica for a job one time and we asked them what their biggest accomplishment was in the last 10 years. And they said, we, we dissolved our entire military budget and put it into education. So everyone has free education. Everyone has the access to any college you want to go to, they can go for free. And they just put all that money for that, kept a little bit for just like, you know, for law enforcement and that's it. And I was like, that is, that's how we should all operate. Imagine where we'd be if we put all of our resources together and explored and like, it's just such a crazy, so I would do that. That's what I would do for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and get rid of cancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cancer. a, that's a big one. Fuck cancer. I'm up. <sighs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you could change places with any celebrity in the world, but would have to remain that person forever, who would you be? I'd have to remain them, them forever. Mm-hmm. Faith Hill, which really? is a very random one. First, I went J-Lo, oh. but I don't like the men she chooses. Um, 
so funny. Oh, so what is that noise? Is that your roommate? That's my stupid chair. Hold on. Wait. Oh. Of course, now it's not doing it, of course. Okay. Never. Let's just move past it. Um, so... So I would say Faith Hill because she's just so random for me because I don't even, I haven't heard from her really in forever. But I do know that she has a very good marriage with Tim McGraw. It was like, come on, Tim McGraw is kind of like, you know, hot and uh, stays in shape. And they have beautiful kids and they have this beautiful life. And she's got an angel of a voice and seems like a good person. And when you're Faith Hill, like, why do you need to be anybody else, really? True. Fair enough. Oh, what about uh, you? I would, if I didn't have to be his age, I could be the age I'm at now, but be him and what he's accomplished, I'd be The Rock, for sure. Dwayne Johnson. Oh, why don't you want to be his age? Because I'd rather be half his age, because if I'm his age, then I'm, I'm twice. I mean, that's, you know, he's almost, he's like 55. But you will have, but you would have lived his life, right? Or no, this is. Uh, that's what now. I said. If I could be the age he is um, now, but accomplish what he has in that time period, but still be my age, I would do that. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think there's one person that doesn't like him, and I just think the way he's like built his life and set himself for success, the world is anything he touches turns into gold. It's like unbelievable. He's insanely successful. He's mm-hmm. a good-looking dude. He cares. He seems to care about other people. You know, he really generally seems like he loves people. Yeah. loves what he does and puts his all into everything, and people love him for that. And anything, he just started that whole uh, energy drink. Mm-hmm. And doesn't he have like a tequila or something? He's too? got tequila. I think it was yeah. uh, Her- Hermanas, whatever. No, not that's uh, that's that's uh, Aaron Paul. What's the, what's his thing called? Mm, now, now I'm gonna look. Got... Hold please, people. Hold please, hold please. Technical. Terramana. Terramana. Terramana, Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the rock. Good. Yeah, that's a good life. That's a good right. life. I approve, Ben. And he's looking okay. Go ahead. You're up. If you had to describe the most memorable night of your life, what would it have been? You just go for the big hitters on these. It's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Oh God, greatest night of my greatest night of my life, most memorable. Just the most memorable, or like a a memorable. I think when my nephew was born, my first nephew was born. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Because I remember I was going to move to New York and I didn't when I found out my sister was pregnant. Other reasons for I didn't go, of course, but that was one of the big reasons. I wanted to be an uncle. And when he was born, I cut his cord. And first time I held him, I was like, there is no way I would have been okay not being here for this. And like missing this and i can't wait to see who you become i remember remember in my head saying that and like i was just like i felt like i was mentally telling him what i was thinking and i was saying i can't wait to see who you become and i was just so like proud to hold him so that was definitely like yeah i felt like he was mine a little bit in in a way you know what i mean like he just like he felt like it just yeah he that was the greatest night for sure i think yeah that's so cool then okay I have so many. I think one of the most memorable nights that sticks out to me is just, it was very cool. I lived, it was when I lived in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I was a PA, a production assistant out there, which is very random. Mm-hmm. Um, and I became really good friends with this um, location scout. And we kind of, he invited me into his little group and we called it Sunday school. And every Sunday uh, his friends would host like this get together. 
and there was just a small group of us and it was just a very cool group where there was the, the owners of the house that we went to with the husband and wife, the wife was an artist, very talented artist, painter, yeah. sculptures, everything. And then he was a chef and like worked for Obama at one point, like cooked for so many different crazy, amazing people. And every Sunday we would get together and he would want to try out a new recipe on us. And they had this beautiful house and we'd sit outside and there was like a garden and they grew all their own like vegetables and stuff that he would make to, you know, make our, our food. And there were lanterns and lights in the backyard and we'd have wine. And so one night we were sitting out there and there was a friend that was a, sci- a scientist uh, who's like, unfortunately passed away since then, but scientist, brilliant guy. Um, then you had the artist and the chef and location scout and me and like just random people. And we're sitting there and we're having this like really deep conversation and we're all so into it, um, about like afterlife and what we think happens or what we'd like to think happens. And, and then it just started raining, but no one noticed that it was raining we were all sitting there. We have our wine. We have great food. We're having great conversation and we're just so into it. And I sort of realized like, oh, it's draining. I'm getting drenched. But like no one got up. No one said anything. And like wow. after a while had gone by, someone goes, it's raining. And we're like, uh-huh. Are you good? Yeah, we're good. We started like we just continued the oh, conversation. Cool. It was a very cool, just fun night that yeah. i don't know it just always like sticks out to me as being a really cool night that was i love stories like that because i can actually like, visualize the whole thing that's really cool that's Thank awesome Very yeah cool. they were a good good group of people all right let's see what we got um if you well if you had to name the most difficult goodbye you've ever had to do or say which one would it be oh ben that was recent this one gotcha. might make me tear up. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Do it. Um, saying goodbye to my grandpa over the phone during COVID. Um, we couldn't see him. He was in the hospital. He had COVID. Uh, they got, you know, from his nursing home. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was in the hospital and we couldn't, you know, he couldn't speak. And so we would call and try to talk to him and the nurse would hold the phone up to him. And so the nurse called and said, he has about 10 minutes to live. Do you want to say goodbye? Oh my God. And so they put the phone up to him and we could hear his like breathing machines and stuff and just trying to find like what to say to him. And my dad was there and it was his dad. And so he's crying. We're all crying and everyone's trying to like think of what to say because this is the last time we're going to speak to him. We, you know, we're hoping he can hear us and we're just basically like you know my dad's saying what he needs to say and I'm saying what I need to say and and everyone's just trying to get in their last words to him and it was really really hard um and then we just heard the machine stop and the or like his breathing stopped and we heard the machine kind of like start going off and we just knew he'd pass and then the guy comes on and said he's gone and it oh. was really, really, really hard. Wow, I made it through without crying. I that was, I was, I was like, Jesus, um, wow. Yeah. That's I've never see. Mine's gonna be. 
I've never had that. I've never, I've, I've never had to say goodbye to someone. I've had people that I've lost that meant the world to me, but never actually had the opportunity to say goodbye. So that is like, that sounds like it's out of a movie. That just, that's, that's awful. Wow. It's um, really, yeah, really tough. So I don't actually have a person, but the one thing that I could, um, the one per, the one goodbye I could say was, uh, it's not going to be as impactful, of course, but my sister's dog, Callie. I was, knew you were going to say that. That was really tough. It was really tough. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, she, that was the dog that made me realize that I love dogs. Like that was the first dog I ever fell in love with, like truly. And like, I used to sit with her for hours and we'd fall asleep together to wake up and I was still holding her. And like, she was just the mm -hmm. sweetest lover ever, like, the sweetest puppy. And up until her, like her last day, she was the same way. She was an old, she became older, but she would, hold her toys the same, she'd lay with her toys the same, she would come and sit with you. She, if your hand was on her face, she wouldn't leave for hours. She would just sit with you. And I remember when we had to, it was the last day, she was um, she was having spasms and she was walking up to like doors and walls and just staring at it and she was twitching and she couldn't move and you'd go to pet her and she would like get scared and walk away. And that was just for her, like didn't make any sense because she was always the one that would like chase you around for love. And so that was, we knew something was going wrong and um, we finally got her to lay down and she was foaming at the mouth. And my sister and I just sat there and like held her and we just like held each other. We all just bawled our eyes out for like 20 minutes, just sat with her and just cried and cried and cried. And then my brother-in-law picked her up and uh, was walking her back to the car and you see him holding her like this big golden and she's just like twitching and uh, mm. he puts her in the back of the car and I'm, I'm just like standing there with Orly and got my arm around her and looking in the car. We knew that was the last time she'd be in that house. And yeah. I just like tried to grab her face one more time, like hold her face. Like I used to like grab her face and her ears and just like squish them and like, you know, give her kisses yeah. and stuff. And she just looked really confused and in pain and exhausted and, we knew that was going to be it and that was it that was the last time and it was yeah anyway so that's mine sorry yeah thank you yeah that's so tough that is so tough any um, loss this hard obviously. any loss is hard i didn't know how extreme yours was so that was that was really really it was really so hard it was yeah. really hard and i had never really seen my dad cry before and so that was the first time I had really, really seen him like break down, you know, and it was, um, it was just like all a really tough moment to see, you know, and then my sister wasn't there physically. So I had her on speaker. So she was on one phone and then my dad had speaker on with the hospital and I'm like, you know, Megan, you know, he's here. And so it was just a bit, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So um let's see if we can get a less <laughs> that's a hard one that's a hard one um okay if you okay yeah if you had to choose one thing that gives you the most comfort what would it be Lost if you that. say ice cream ben <laughs> <laughs> or in, in and out in and out's the one for sure in and, out. in and out for you in and out four the by most... four with animal style fries is the go-to is your comfort that's the comfort yeah no that or just literally any rainy day i get i get the most i'm sitting on my computer working it's raining outside i'm the happiest guy in the world the rain the rain yeah if i can open the door and it's raining outside yeah. i'm on the computer working and i can just hear and see the rain and I'm, my, my window's right here in 
and it's I can see yeah. like all the trees and stuff. So like if it's raining or walking, uh, I'm just like I probably didn't answer that correctly, but that's my truth. So whatever. Oh, that's so cool. What about you? It's so interesting because you think this would be like a um an easy question to answer, like what brings you comfort? But I'm struggling to find an answer. I mean, I guess like if I'm being honest, as much as we fight, my mom, knowing that she's there, like, gives me comfort. Like, if I need her, I know she's going to answer. If if I, you know, like, just need to, to vent or talk or I have a question about something or, you know, whatever. Like, that's, like, my comfort. And I have to yeah. say, like, after I lost, like, my grandpa and then a couple, like, a month later lost my grandma... I, um, it was like really tough. And I thought that reality sat in of like one day, what am I going to do? Like, that's like my comfort. Nice. So as much as we fight all the time, cause we're a lot alike, um, at the same time, she's my comfort too, which is probably why we fight a lot. Probably. Cause you guys, it's very interesting, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> we're very much alike. I, I thought the question is stubborn. I thought the question is more of like a materialistic thing, but if it's like just in general comfort, my answer is being totally changed to family hundred percent all the way through. Yeah. You're very yeah. close to your family. That's very, very close. Well, I was thinking of like a material thing. Mm-hmm. I, know. I was thinking of like a material thing and I don't know if I really have anything material or food or anything that like gives me comfort except coffee. I love my coffee. Oh, those damn tacos. That's in like oh. my go-to. Those tacos. You haven't had them in a while. I'm pissed. I don't know. You've been busy. I don't know. What to My say. vegan tacos. No, you've been busy, sir. Okay. I, I will make okay. them whenever. Mm-hmm, sure. I've been a little busy, but you're like <laughs> slammed. <laughs> okay. Your turn. My turn. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you had to name the most incredible thing a friend has ever done for you, what would it be? Okay. They were just like clients at the time, but now I've considered them family. Um, when I first moved here and I was homeless, living out of my car, I finally had like gotten enough money gotten to enough rent money a place, and it was in the ghetto, and there were like rats and bugs, and it was real gross. And so, my friends now I consider them, you know, friends and family. They were new clients and they were like, wow, you've really had it rough and um, we want to just help you out. And so we have this house in Bel Air. It has a guest house. We would love for you to move in rent free for a year and just really like save and get back on your feet. And so that was probably like the nicest thing that anyone has ever done for me. And I was able to save up more than I've ever had in my life and in that year and uh, set me up to, to be independent and be out on my own. I don't know where I'd be without, without them. So that is, that's a good one. That's a legit one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had a few good ones. I have, I mean, I think the most memorable one though, for sure is I was 17, 18, I think it was 18. And our friend Jared, Jared Stanton, Black Ordinance, whichever one you want to pick, his grand his grandparents were out of town for like a month, so I went and lived with him and in, in, in his grandparents' house for a while, and had no money, 
I had nothing. I had a car that I could barely pay gas for. And we were at the house one day just hanging out and I went to go get food or actually go, go for a job. And I turned on the car and it was dead. Wouldn't start. It was just totally fried and needed a new battery. And I was just sitting there like, I don't have even half of that to pay for a battery. So we went inside the house and he said, oh, I'll be right back. I'll throw an errand. And he went out and he bought me a battery and came back and helped me fix it and change it. And he fixed my car for me. And I'll never forget that. That was one of the sweetest things he's ever done. He's, he's, he does have an absolute heart of gold. That guy is, is, yes, um, is a really good, good guy. One of my best friends. So yeah, that yes. was, that was, that was huge, huge. That's why you were in his wedding and he'll be in yours. See, look at that. Oh, you're up. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Look who Jared. Jared for the okay. win. Okay. <laughs> if you had to name the best live performance that you've ever seen, who would it be? And I know yeah, you I got... have gone to a lot of concerts. I actually haven't gone to that many, but I do have two good ones. Really? Yeah. I've been like to you, a lot, like I've shot a lot of them, but I've never been to like just to attend. Uh, I've only been to a handful, yeah. Oh, okay. I would say um, one of them was uh, about a third, a twenty-five minute solo guitar solo from John Mayer. I've seen John Mayer as well, and he is amazing. I got chills. Like, yes. you ever had chills where you get chills and it kind of goes away, and then it just goes down again and again and again keeps coming on and on it was that i just couldn't believe I what i was seeing at one time he played with his freaking feet i'm like what is the, who is this person i didn't understand it it was amazing like say yeah. what you want about him but he is so talented that guy he one of the best concerts i've ever been to yeah yeah um yeah okay so for me we're not speak like we're saying performance mm-hmm I'm going to have to go with my girl, Britney Spears, Free Britney. Hashtag really? Free Britney. Hashtag Free Britney. I had, I had been to, I've been to so many concerts. I can't even tell you. We were just talking Cottonmouth Kings. I've been to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very random. Anything from Cottonmouth Kings to Britney Spears and like Jeez. to like, um, I mean, hard metal and rock and I mean, li- literally. And then John Mayer, like everything mm-hmm. under the sun. Um, Britney Spears as a performer I've been to I went to every single tour that she ever had Um, and I regret never seeing her in Vegas when she was in Vegas that's the one thing I never Mm -hmm. saw her do but every every single tour I went on and somehow got front row or around there to every even if I had to sneak like I even Mm -hmm. made my mom she's like a goody goody my mom hasn't done one bad thing in her life and I made her sneak into front row because I saw seats. Yes. Like, and this this girl performs her booty off. Like, it, it best performance because she's. I have never seen Beyonce perform, but I would mm-hmm. imagine that they're very similar as far as um, yeah. They dance. They put on this whole performance. You don't even know where to look because so much is going on and with the pyro and all the things and the dancing and the singing. And, and so I don't mind that she doesn't really sing live because like, it was just such a good performance that Mm. you just left going, how is one human capable 
of doing all of that, whatever she just did. Yeah. So that's probably my best hands down. Go, Brittany. I get that. I had I had two other ones I just thought, but I got to say them because I, they are, they deserve respect. Kobe Bryant saw him live. Oh. He was just you know yes. even in his older age it was just something else to see it because as a kid then growing up and then like loving him and watching him live it was like such a moment. And then what was the other one I just had? Um, Amazing, yeah. Oh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. He went on tour with Jay-Z and he beatboxed all of Jay-Z's music as Jay-Z rapped to it. It was, it was so cool. Anyway, so uh, I think, wait. Yeah, well, I had a JT story because, you know, I worked with him once. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a embarrassing, like we got along really well. We had a great time, but I had one little embarrassing moment where I recognized his drummer when we were watching what we were working on, like his, his Netflix special, we were watching it. And I go, isn't that Jay-Z's drummer, which it used to be. And he goes, no, that's my drummer. And oh. I wanted to die. I was like crawling in a hole. Like, okay, but I was right. It is the same drummer. You know what I meant? Like, that's why you weren't invited like, back. I know, I know. But we had a great time before that. Of, of course, of course. It's all fun and games. Anyway. So Morgan makes fun of the drum team. I should have learned the guy's name and then said, is that so and so? But I, you know, it was just a you know. moment in time. Yes. Whatever. All right, you're uh, if you could guarantee the happiness of any single person in the world because they most deserve it, who would it be? Um, no one. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> 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 me. Only me. <laughs> Give me happiness. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. No. no, no, no. There's a lot actually. And so I'm just trying to like you know, I, I picture my mom. I don't think she's, she deserves to be so much happier than she is. Cause she, my whole life has just given to everybody and doesn't really get much. I feel like in return. And so I think she definitely deserves um, so much happiness. My grandma, you, you give so much, Ben, you give so much. You like, if you believe in somebody you give your time, you give your talent, and you don't ask for anything in return, and you deserve all the happiness. You're a great person, and there You're aren't that many good people out there anymore, and so I appreciate you. You're, look at you saying the things. Well, Stop yeah. it. Thank you, Momo. <laughs> I appreciate that. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Who would I? Um, Bernie Spirit. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think. Oh, Brittany. Free, free Brittany. Brittany. Free Brittany. <laughs> I think my grandma. Aww. Yeah, my grandma. She, uh, oh my God, her life is unbelievable. I mean, I'm not going to get into all of it, but just the, the nutshell, like she was part of the Holocaust and the concentration camps and escaped all that. And, and she got married two other times after that. And she, she had to go through the loss of losing her first husband to cancer and then losing her second husband to cancer. And then, oh or sorry, gosh. just, just, just the old, sorry, just the old age. He died from old age. Uh, he fell apart really quick and she had to take care of him. So just, can you imagine just falling in love with someone and then losing them because of an illness? And then you do it all over again, you lose that person again. And then it's like, it's just over and over again. And then she lost her brother to cancer. 
So it's just like really a lot. And she's alone on like a 10 acre, you know, house in the desert. And she's just all alone there by herself and has to maintain the whole place. And she's still working every day and she eats. I call her, I'm like, how are you? And I just want to check on you. And she's like, you know, you think your grandma's going to say, oh, everything's good. How are you, honey? I mean, she's like, she's so honest, which I appreciate. And she's like, I'm just very alone. I eat breakfast alone, I eat lunch alone. I sit and watch TV till it gets dark in the room and I forget it's even dark. And before I know it, it's pitch black in the room. It's just like, she's just breaking my heart. She's by herself and she's just working and alone. And it just, I just want her to find peace um, of yeah. any, any form of peace where she can just smile more. And I really want to move her down here. She can be with us, but she likes it out where she's at. She still wants to work. She believes that if she stops working, you know, everything else stops working. So she wants to stay. We need to get her on. We need to get her on hinge or something. (laughs) (laughs) So not happen, but I appreciate the the thought. Yeah. What is that silver, that. that silver one? There's a dating one for something silver. It's like when you're in your like so, oh, like silver fox, but something else. Something. Something like that. I don't know. Oh, but grandma. That's an idea. Yeah. Grandmas so. are the best. My grandma too. Um, is this me or is this you? Uh, no, this is you. I'm deleting them as I go, so I don't repeat. Them. Oh. So you're, up, you're, up. you're up. Okay. If you had to name, this kind of goes along with. Okay, if you had to name one of your, your biggest fears about getting older. What would it be? Uh-huh. Did you say losing your hair, Ben? No, no, no. Um, fear about getting older is just the, you realize it now at our age, I think too, just realizing your own mortality. But I think as you get older, realizing how close you are to not existing anymore, that part is what mm-hmm. I'm most fearful of. It's like, no, once you're on the other side and you're closer than you are farther away from, from mm-hmm. death and realizing what you could have accomplished and you maybe didn't or all the things you said you would do, we didn't do. And now you're at the end and you have to come to terms and fully accept that and realize that you're just dwindling down and falling apart until you just dissolve away into death and disappear that, you know, and not ever meaning anything and not ever like contributing truly to the planet or whatever the, whatever the case may be. It's just, I, I think it's a trip how we don't really, we still don't know why we're here. And we just get ourselves busy with having to make an income to pay for our stuff, our place to live. And our whole life revolves around that. And we forget that we don't even know why we're here. Why we're here. You know, it's, it's, it's insane. So it's just, I don't know. We always say we're, we're on a rocks, floating in the middle of an infinite space, spinning in a thousand miles an hour. And we have no idea why. And that's just so weird to me that it's that we just fully autopilot and accept and just do what we do. And I, it scares the crap out of me because I'll never, I think, realize the purpose for why you're here, why I'm here, while we're all here. What is the reason, you know? So anyway, that's my- It's so crazy. And I think about that, like if, if society didn't tell us that we had to have a job and we had to have our rent or mortgage and we like if we if money didn't exist and we were just here and we were just yeah. living what would we do what's the purpose are we supposed yeah. to travel are we supposed to see the world are we supposed to just have relationships and have a good time are we supposed to work like what are we supposed like what would our passion be if it weren't for money like i wonder how that would um 
change the way that we live our life because really I have those moments where I'm like, I literally feel like my entire life is to work, to pay bills so that I can survive. And, and that's all I do. And then what happens? Like, and then you die, that's it. And so then I think, should I just be like, should I just like, put everything away in storage and then just like go travel and, and see the world. Is that what life is about? Like, you know, I do have those moments where I'm like, what is, what is the purpose? Like, what are we, what are we doing? And um, then I think I think, well, now I'm answering. I think my fear of getting older is, is missing out on things that I want to do. Like having a family you know, mm-hmm. I'm 34 and, um, you, when, when my doctor's telling me you should think about freezing your eggs and all this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like at that age where I, and I'm thinking like, I don't want to get to a certain age where I'm like, oh, I missed out on being married or having kids or traveling or and like COVID made me see that like, Oh, I want to travel and now I can't. And like, if I wanted to, and, and so it's like, I need to do all that. And I don't want to wake up one day and go, Oh, I didn't. And then, and then like career wise, like there's so much that I want to accomplish. And so I think a lot of fear is like, mm-hmm. like you, like um, waking up one day going, well, I didn't do this, this or this. And I really wanted to, and now it's too late. Um, and then just not existing anymore and kind of yeah. like death has always like kind of scared me a little bit because it's so final and there's no coming back from it as we know. And so as far as we know, and then it's just depressing. And so getting older, just, it does, it's like very, it's scary because there's just no yeah. stopping it. There's no stopping <laughs> there's it. No, no stopping it. It's going to eat you. That's back. it. That's part I mean, of that. But- I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, the only person that I see that really loves getting older is Jane Fonda. She gives me hope. She looks amazing and she's a badass. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. if I age like her and she's like, hey, I love getting older. I just feel wiser. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm not dyeing my hair. I'm not buying any new clothes. I'm not spending any more money on pointless stuff. I wish I would have realized this late, like, you know, much earlier in life. And I'm loving life because I feel like I have nothing to lose. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I hope I age like her. <laughs> How's Jesus, that me too. Me too. <laughs> right now I'm in a panic mode. <laughs> exactly. I, I, you know, I, uh, I feel it to some degree. It's frightening. Are you, um, am I up or you're up? I think I'm up. I think you're up. I'm up. Might have to make this a part two. You have yeah. a client, don't you? We get to the end, you think? Okay, cool. I think Let's so. do it. Okay. Let's figure it out. Okay. Um, okay. If one aspect of your life functionally per- perfect, what would it, what would you pick? I totally perfect. said that. I'm going to say it again because I was totally a mess. If you, if just one aspect of your life functioned perfectly, what would you pick? My health. Mm-hmm. Because as I, as long as I'm healthy, because I've had so many health issues, as you know, you've been in the hospital with me a few times. Uh, yes. Um and taking care of me here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, If my health is, is on point, I consider myself very blessed. So if I knew that I didn't have to worry about my health, I think I could handle anything else in life. Mm -hmm. So that would be it. 
I'm going to keep it. Yeah. The same thing, same thing. It's like, as you, as you get older, you know, the, the worries of, of uh, you know, certain things stop stopping to work, like, you know, your hip gives out or your knee gives out and you can't walk properly. You can't experience, you can't play with your kids. You can't play with your grandkids. You can't, you know, experience and travel and, and without it being an absolute nightmare, like all those li- little things that stack into the big things, it all rolls around health. So I totally agree. Let's keep that one short. That's one. That's an easy one. I like okay. it. This one's an you- easy one too. Um, if you could have one person welcome you into the afterlife, who would it be? Wow. Um, that's a really hard one. Wow. That's a really hard one. One person welcoming the afterlife. I just picture you wanting Elvis to be like, how are you doing, Ben? <laughs> that's what, I think that's what you want. <laughs> You're projecting onto me a little bit. That's projection. No, no, oh no. god who would i pick i think i would go kobe. robin williams or kobe Ooh. i think i would learn so much from robin williams yeah who you know? wouldn't Brilliant. uh there's there's so many like steve jobs i mean there's a there's a million of them but i just don't it's like yeah i think god who else did we lose i mean we lost so many people who do we lose that was like such a heavy hitter that would you know like what you go who's yours well, I, I'm going to go family on this one and say my great grandma, oh, my great grandma, Letha, we were like this. I oh. mean, I miss her so much. She passed when I was 15, but we oh. were, we were together almost every day. She was everything to me closest person. I mean, and she's like someone that I always strive to be like, she was the most kind woman I've ever met. I remember she would like have her garage door open. I'd say, Grammy forgot to close the garage door. Someone's going to steal something. And she'd say, if somebody needs something bad enough to where they're willing to steal, they need it more than I do. And that's just, she always would volunteer and give back. And anyway, I miss her so much. I know she's my guardian angel and I would love for her to greet me. That's awesome. That's a great one. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think, no, you're up, right? No. That's mine. You just, that was yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you had to name the most dangerous thing you've done on purpose, what would it be? Okay. Dangerous thing. So growing up in Hemet, we had to entertain ourselves. We did a lot of stupid shit. Like, a lot of stuff like I could have died multiple times like we would do things where we would like set the pool on fire and jump in and see if we would like, <laughs> oh, like we did yeah, the dumbest great. thing and like yeah yeah but I would say the dumbest thing is uh really wasn't even my choice I was driving with uh with my friend Kyle and my friend Ashley was driving with our friend Peter and you know, we always were doing stupid stuff in cars, like, like just off-roading and street racing and all this. And we had this street that was pretty long and it had like these dividers that would have, they had like plants, like palm trees, and then they would open up for a little space and then close it again and have these dividers and then open up again. And we had always talked about somehow choreographing where two cars are going in and out of them, the openings. We didn't discuss it in detail. We just thought that would be pretty badass. And the first Fast and Furious was filmed in my town. And so we always were like, oh, we should recreate these. 
And so my friend calls my other friend who's driving and he's like, you want to do it? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And I go, what are you guys talking about? And they didn't even discuss who's going first. They just felt it out. And we're just, and I'm screaming. I see Ashley, she's screaming. We have no idea. And just the whole way, no one discussed who was like going first or not. And we, they just kept going throughout the entire street. I'm screaming my head off, but also having a great time. And I'm just like, I pray we make it out of this alive. Like, because also we, I was like, what if a car comes? Like we're going in and out of the opposite. We made it out. And the boys jump out of the car and we're like, that was amazing. And everyone's like going crazy. <laughs> it's probably one of the dangerous, most dangerous things that wow. I've, there were quite a few of those types of moments, but that one sticks out to me as being one of the most dangerous. Yeah. You got to write a book. There's quite a few. Yeah. Mine's <laughs> not as good <laughs> or as funny, but <laughs> or as ridiculous. <laughs> Oh man, I have a couple. Oh, to keep them short. I uh, I think skydiving. I did that like nine times, and I oh. I almost I almost did the solo jump, and I stopped before that. So not as cool, but still pretty. That is cool. You know. I would never do that. What solo? Just in just, period. Like you never done it. You never done it before. No, I never want to. I've oh, done I'm indoor. Take, I'm taking you for your birthday. No, I've done indoor. Yeah, we're gonna do it for I your don't birthday. I want to. No, okay, no. everyone, leave in the comments that she has to do it. Okay, cool. <laughs> all of our seven. No, okay. Um, the other one would be. I remember I mentioned military stuff. Yeah. When I was when I was eighteen, I went or seventeen and a half or so. I went to Israel for like a military training program, and one of the most dangerous things I did was they gave us M16 rifles to carry and be responsible for. They were empty, no magazines, dead, dead guns. But we were walking through the mountains with rifles in our hands. And if any terrorist or anybody saw us, that would have been probably 250 kids shot and killed in the desert in the middle of the night. Like we could have easily been watched and tracked. And because we were, we were like, we were escorted by the military. They were like, they had guys that were, you know, dedicated for the next development program. So we were a part of that. Um, and so that was really stupid in hindsight because I could have easily, I mean, who knows who's watching you, you know, it's right. like, really? So thinking about it in hindsight, that was incredibly stupid on their part and mine for going, but it's one of the best experiences ever because you, you do things like they put you through drills where you have to go and you have to keep quiet and you have to, you know, scoot through the mountains silently with a rifle and then like, you know, hit the ground in a certain stance so you can like hide and camouflage yourself and roll into a hole and like all that stuff. And you sleep there for the night and they wake you up at four in the morning, you go on a 10 mile hike. It's just like crazy stuff that you have to be trained for and know how to do. So we did them, but like just looking back at like, if we were watched, that was incredibly stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Ben. Probably mine. Yeah. I have, actually I have a bunch, but we'll leave it at those. (laughs) You didn't think you had any, you have so many. Yeah, so many. Uh, I think you're up. Um, oh yeah. So what is one thing that repeatedly makes you angry? I could go politically correct. I could go politically incorrect. I can get in some fights. What do I do here? Um, I think idiot drivers in LA. I'm going to go with that. People that do that really cool move where you're driving, minding your own business and they come into your lane and then go on the brakes right in front of you. 
I don't get the point in that. They, <laughs> why do they do? <laughs> Lord help me, give me the strength to survive. Uh, I want to just, I, <laughs> I want to open the door, the window. Uh, yeah, I bought, I bought a megaphone to uh, yell at them. I'm not even kidding. No, you and did it's, it. I did. You it's like, it's did? like a, it's like a soccer dad's megaphone with the big one with the <laughs> thing on it. And I put it out the window and it has a, a, a siren to go, whoop, whoop. what the hell is your problem? You stupid. And I see all that. It's not really? nice. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Ben. Yeah. Oh, it's wait. not good. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I can totally picture you rolling down the window. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, it's really aggressive, and I could probably get arrested for that because it's like impersonating a cop. So I'm asking for trouble, but it's fine. It's worth it. Wow. Ben. <laughs> All right, what's yours? Um, I don't find that like a lot gets me angry mm. unless I'm feeling – I don't think so, unless I feel disrespected. No, you would disagree? No, I'm kidding. You I'm think I get kidding. angry a lot? I'm just no, kidding. I think that like be, me feeling disrespected in one way or another is what gets sure. me really angry. But but the the quickest way to like make me feel angry and disrespected is wasting my time. So mm -hmm. I like recently dated a guy who was every single time we had plans was an hour or more late with no oh, yeah, that's, that's next that's next level yeah and i i it drove me crazy i'm like mm -hmm. i feel like you don't respect me you don't respect my time we had a conversation about it and then the next time he's like i'll be i'll be 20 minutes late like he was and i'm like okay well at least he communicated and then he was an hour and a half late oh so, God. so i was like this isn't gonna work for me like it it makes me my blood boil when I feel like because I'm always five to ten minutes early. And if I'm going to be even five minutes late or like on time or a couple minutes late, I'll text and say, hey, I'm due to be there at this time. I just feel it's it's the I don't know. It's so disrespectful to waste somebody's time and not communicate. Like it's one thing if you're going to be late and you text and you communicate it like, hey, I'm stuck in traffic, like things yeah. happen. But if it constantly happens with somebody and they're and then they're not communicating on top of it, I'm done with you. Yeah. It, it really pisses me off. That's probably like and like, yeah, I have a little bit of road rage, but it's gotten better because I had a gun pulled on me once and it really like put oh. me in track. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Jesus, you can't just bring that out like low key with five minutes left. You nuts. I had to go to the station because he was following me with a gun, but he was the one in the wrong. He almost got into like three accidents. He almost hit me. He was a like a rich kid in a Mercedes convertible. And so when I like honked at him, he uh, pulled out a gun and then chased me and I had to go into a police station. What is your life? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't life by Morgan Mitchell. All right, we have five minutes. Let's go. Five ben. minutes. We can do a see. speed round. Is it my turn? It's my turn, right? Yeah. Okay. If you could change one thing about your love life, what would it be? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny, but it's funny because we have great answers for this. We have Everything. great answers. Everything. How about have a love life, first of all? Oh. Um, I, I think uh, everything. I don't know what's going on. What is love life? Um, <laughs> Non-existent is what it is. No, I, I think 
so my last relationship was definitely uh like my last real relationship which mm-hmm. was over covid was something that was like the closest i think i've ever been to like having something that lasts that i could see myself like marrying him and stuff and so sure. i think like that was great but since then trying to like get back in there and date it's it's really tough and mm-hmm. i guess when you say what i would change i guess this is the type of guy that either i'm attracted to or that i attract sure. which i've known for a while and i thought i was doing better because of my my ex but apparently i'm not because since that ended i feel like i'm still attracting like very selfish narcissistic guys that are just so have zero depth to them um there are definitely like a couple that don't fit that that are a little more down to earth but for whatever reason it just we weren't like working uh like the guy that was late all the time he was great he wasn't a narcissist at all he was just you know disrespectful So, um, I don't know, like just attracting like the right person, I guess, but I don't know. My dating life is, it's, it's not, it's not great then. Yeah. I can probably just leave it for you. I could probably just leave it at that. Honestly. We need a therapist Uh, on here. We need to have like a therapist and you and I, need to be here with a therapist saying this is what this is why you guys are you know like just totally unfortunate (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, yeah no i don't i don't i don't really have an answer for that i think it's uh it's probably an, an excuse but it's a lot of work stuff that i just don't think you know like the last person I dated was incredibly patient. It just didn't work out. She was really supportive and patient with what I did for work. So like, that was incredible. Cause that's rare to find with someone that like understands what you're trying to go after and what you're trying to accomplish and like gives you not only the space, but the support to like do those things. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just didn't work out for its own reasons. But I think that now is the other side of it is I just don't have time and if i do i'll make time because you make time for things you want but the issue around that is like then i'm sacrificing work stuff because i work late hours i work from you know eight in the morning until five or six p.m and then when clients are done then i go from six to like two in the morning and that's my time well so if, you know, yeah yeah that's the struggle though with what we were talking about earlier with we have one minute it's fine it's just i love parker but it's parker and i'll just tell him i'll call it i'll be five minutes late he'll understand you're, you're on tapes. You're, I'm not going to edit that out. I'm even leaving that in. Uh, no, it's fine. You'll understand. He's the best. Um, I've had him for like nine years as a client. We were cool. Um, so I think that that goes back to like what society tells you, like we work and we pay bills or whatever. I think that the whole time thing and all that is like at the end of the day, what is most important to you because life goes by like that we're getting older and if you if you prioritize work and career then great but if you do prioritize a relationship and wanting marriage and kids like you might not make as much money you might have to let some jobs go if you're going to try to like prioritize a marriage or like a relationship or whatever it is that you that you want there's nothing wrong with either one but right. I think you have to like really look at your life and go, 
if I can't have a relationship because I'm working too much, I might not make as much money, but maybe I need to not take on as many, which is very hard to do, but not take on as much work so that I have time for a relationship. I don't know. Like that's to me always been a really tough balance too. Cause I'm with you. I get up at four in the morning. I told my friend the other night, she, she, um, she, uh, caught, sorry, just called. Um, she was like, Hey, how's dating going? I was like, look, I'm realizing why it's so hard to date me. Like, I know I'm no, like there's things that I have going, but I'm like, I'm not fun. I get up at 4.30 in the morning. No boy wants to get up at 4.30 in the morning or 5. And then uh, I have to be in bed by like 8.30. And so guys are like, hey, you want to go grab a drink? I'm like, uh, what time were you thinking? And they're like, I don't know, 9 or 10. I'm like, I will have been in bed for three hours at that point. Like we need to <laughs> like do like, can you do a five? Oh. Like, I don't know. And so it's, but then I'm even, I'm working then. It's like I, I'm working all day. And then I want to sleep. I have to sleep. Um, yeah. And then I have why I take one day a week off. And I'm like, that's not, that's not fun. No one's going to want to stick around for that. <laughs> it's just like, that's really sad. That's and not so true. Gets, you, get, you, you just need like someone that's like an entrepreneur like you. That's what you need. You know, you'll, you'll yeah. find that person like that. That's someone I'm on the opposite spectrum. It can beat up what? Meet up for like, a, a coffee or a lunch like middle in the day when I have a little break in my schedule because I do have breaks in the schedule I have gaps for like two or three hours but yeah they're random throughout the morning or the mm -hmm. afternoon and so <laughs> like but if if they have like a nine to five that's not working because then no. they get off and I have to go to bed and then mm -hmm. you know but yeah so you're right. it is tough it's tough that's we're yeah. on the opposite spectrum you're the you're the you know, 4 a.m. to 8.30, now I'm 8.30 to 4 a.m. In a sense, you know, it's like this reverse yeah. thing. It's, it's, but it's messed up. It's um, funny because you have texted me before about things and I, and I know that you haven't gone to bed yet and I am getting up for the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, I have no doubts that's happened. hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I, I got to bed three nights ago. Today's th uh, Thursday. Yeah. Three nights ago, I got in bed at like 5.15. I got in bed. It was just stupid. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, we got two more. Yeah. Okay. We can get through it. So, well, we, is we this can my call turn? it down if you want. No, we got to finish this, Ben. Okay. Okay. I think you're is up. Yeah. You're up. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, so if you had to recall the happiest time in your life, when would it have been? The happiest time of my life. Mm -hmm. That's close to like the favorite night of your life, or memorable night. It's close to that. Well, um, I would like to think like when I thought of this question, it was like a portion of your life. Mm -hmm. Like when you were five eating bonbons, watching cartoons. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, yeah, I mean, bonbons were the everything. <laughs> even know what bonbons are <laughs> to be honest no i've never had i don't know what it get is get out of my screen with that are when you I serious bonbons i remember that there was like a nail polish called like bonbon or something and i would do the nail polish but i knew it was like a, a snack of some kind but i've never had them. a bonbon is a, the most delicious little chocolate ice cream situation you've ever had in your life they're ice cream oh yeah 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 they're frozen it's it's chocolate chocolata 
and you eat it and inside is vanilla ice cream and it's just so good it's stupid you're missing out and now i don't even know who you are anymore huh i, I just pictured like i don't know i, I don't know what i pictured with bonbons it but you need to look it up i'm gonna buy you a pack of bonbons and then take you skydiving okay oh god can we'll we do the it. skydiving first still in the bonbons <laughs> of course that's how that like, you need the reward yeah. you gotta earn it uh god happiest time of my life that's really hard it's been a lot of good ones so i'm grateful for it there's been a lot of good ones but i think it's i think it's it was the driving with family on road trips up to like mammoth or big bear to go snowboarding or whatever just laughing in the car listening to music falling asleep together waking up you know getting meals on the go just just having like that and then the other thing would be any lake day i had as a kid like we I don't know if you know, our family owns a, a hotel up in Big Bear, like a lodge. And so we used to go out there and work the lodge them and help them. And then during the octaves, we'd go on the lake and we'd go and like, just, you know, just, just haul ass around the lake and have fun and go jet skiing and water skiing. And then we'd anchor off and watch people jump off the mountain, the rocks. And then we'd have lunch on the boat and just get sunburnt and just have the, it was, those were the days that were like, you know, those are the simplest, happiest times Simple. for me is those, those lake, those lake days. Yeah. That's what I'll go with. Oh, that's awesome. With bonbon to the end. That sounds really good. Mm. Um, I guess there's been a couple. Yeah, like I do remember like summers with my grand, my great grandma that I was talking mm. about, and she would have like this big tent in the backyard that she would set up that was like all see through. Mm. Like I don't know, it had like mesh, you know, and it was just this big tent to keep it cool and we'd have lounge chairs in there and a table and we would have picnics and she had like a garden she had um like apricot trees and we pick apricots and she had tomatoes and we would slice them with like cheese and stuff and she'd make like vlts and we'd sit out there in the oh. summers and run in the sprinklers and we would be like all you know like like getting the sprinklers and then just lay there and cool off with our mm. snacks and like you know, like that to me was like such a simple time. And we would go in and she'd make like, um, just like pillows and blankets all over the floor. And we would watch old movies like Breakfast at Tiffany's and Sound of Music and, you know, like Oklahoma, like all these musicals. And so that was a very special time in my life that I, that I loved when I was young. But I would say in my adult life, funny enough, like 2020 in the very beginning, I was really in a meditation and I felt physically like I had just gotten healthy after my last time in the hospital, diverticulitis. I felt like I was healed. I felt like spiritually really good, physically really good. Like I felt my best. I looked my, felt I looked my best. And I felt so clear of like, who I was, what I wanted, and just so at peace. And I was single and fine with it. Like I just, I, I loved like my career, where I lived, like everything was just amazing. And I just look back at that time and go, wow, I've never felt so great. And I think what's missing now from that is just like the meditation and more of the spiritual aspect. Sure. I feel like I need to get back into that because that's when I felt my absolute best. I love it. Makes sense. That's yeah. well said, Mama. 
Aunt Mama. Do we? Do, do does the viewers know why we call you Aunt Mama? Are they aware of this? I mean, I'm sure some are. They've gotten the idea by now, right? But I hope everyone knows. That's what my my little niece calls me. She's three and Hi, a half. Hi, Mama. Hey, Mama. She couldn't say Morgan, so she says Momo. So now I can't I can't ever call Morgan anything other than Momo. Just, that's it. <laughs> and Momo. I can be so mad at her. And be like, what, Momo? What? What do you want, in Momo? <laughs> <laughs> then I can't take you seriously. I don't think you're that. No, that's how that's how that's why I never fight. See, that's fresh cup of coffee and bonbons. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, you're up, and then I have two right. more. Home stretch. Here we go. If you could be more ambitious in only one aspect of your life, what would it be? Oh, that's ambitious. <laughs> I would just say like with, I feel like recently I need to be more ambitious with like my dreams. I have all these visions of what I want to do, but I'm not, I'm like lacking the motivation to do them because they're not, they're foreign to me. I would love to write a book. I talk about all the time. I've tried, I've sat down and tried and I, I can't get there. And, um, I just don't know where to start. And everyone says just start, but I do. And then I'm like, eh, I'm over it. And, yeah. and I feel like I need help. And then same with like these TV shows we developed, we did all this work and then we kind of just stopped. And so I think just having more ambition for like growing my career, I would love to, you know, I'm really great. I think on working on myself, but the career I've, I'm somehow in a place where I need to be like more ambitious about that. We have the same answer. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a yeah. funk then. I am. Uh, sucks. I have a lot of stuff I'm doing that's great. Like I'm grateful to be where I'm at and like working with corporate clients and, and doing stuff I want to be doing. And I'm grateful that what I do is also a hobby of mine. So like I do love what I do and it's growing and Jason and I are doing really well with it. But I there's, yeah, there's things that I want to do that I'm not doing. Like we wanted to start a travel tech and food YouTube channel to start of uh, the year and then COVID hit and then we put it all on hold. And then we got really busy with corporate clients, which is fantastic. But then everything else kind of fell to the wayside. And there's just, I want to get better at learning piano. I want to learn guitar. I want to produce music again. I want to work with artists. I want to do music videos full time. I want, I mean, there's just things that, but then life gets in the way. You got to pay your bills and the clients that you have that you love, which I love all my clients. Like I love all my clients. They're such great people and great companies as a whole. Sorry for the chair. Um, it's it's stuff that you 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 have to uh like you said work a little less it's like a relationship you know you got to decide where you want to put your energy and that's part of the problem so it's not it's a good problem to have i'm grateful but that's where i want to like build out more of a team and have them kind of take over the stuff that we're doing now that's kind of you can kind of sort of automate and then Mm -hmm. jason and i can go do like the stuff we really want to do so Mm -hmm. that's kind of and we're excited actually we got an opportunity for a, a pretty big campaign for um the tourism board of idaho so we're going to drive out there and shoot for Idaho and like show what Idaho is all about and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a taste of what we're going to do. So that's going to be fun. But other than that, mm-hmm. same thing as you, it's all professional stuff mostly, you know? Yeah. yeah. We'll get on it. Yeah. Okay. Poor Parker. We have to hurry with these last two. Okay, Wait, do you have any more or am I it? I got one more. Okay. So let's go. We have three more total. Um, if you could live anywhere else in the world, where would it be and why? Uh, anywhere else to live? New York. New York or, or Israel? One of the why? Two. New York because I feel um, 
I feel my brain is like, my brain and my heart is like alive when I'm in New York. I don't know what it is, but I feel like, I feel the most, it's going to sound weird. I feel like the most complete version of myself in New York. I feel very like purposeful that the energy feels right. Like I just feel very ingrained in the energy there and like everything's fast paced, go, go, go. And I, you know, I walk fast, I talk fast, I do everything, you know, I I love fast paced stuff like that. So I feel very at home there. Um, As far as um, Israel, because just the culture, the people, I have family there and it's just a different change of pace and the technology that's growing and the way, you know, I feel like when I've gone to Israel in my life, I've come back feeling more complete than when I left. And I feel mm-hmm. like I've gained, I've gained a sense of like, uh, you know, like it adds a layer to you. That's like, really, it's like, it adds a layer of confidence, layer of knowing who you are. I don't know what it is, but it's, I love Israel. It, it just put has a good feeling. And I just, I love, oh. the, I love the country. Sorry, you know. I would love like, to um, go one day. I've heard it. It's amazing. You'd love it. Um, I would say either Hawaii. I was near to say why, yeah. Because it's my favorite place in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like I don't have a care in the world when I'm there. But I do feel like it would be different to live there, so it makes me a little nervous. And then I've never been, but my family is from Italy, and I feel like just what I know from the lifestyle, I would do really well there. Italy? Yeah, because really? they – yes, because I feel like they have an appreciation for taking time off and just not like making their whole life about work like Americans do. Like they yeah. force people to take holiday there. They force people to like take time off in the middle of the day. Everyone breaks and goes and has like lunch and coffee. And like then at dinner, you know, you've got like the amazing food and the wine and the company and like finish with an espresso. And like yeah. I just feel it. And then they walk everywhere and they're very active. And I just love the the idea of like just everything the culture and everything and I just feel like life wouldn't feel like I was I love my career and I love and I'm very blessed to do something that I'm passionate about and that I love and doesn't feel like work at the same time I get so busy that that's all my life is about and I would love to be able to like do other things and and take time to just enjoy company and and kind of like do it all so I feel like Italy would be a really cool place to live that's cool. Um, you have one more. One more. Am I up? Is my yeah. turn? And then I have one more. Yeah. Okay. If you could have any celebrity, <laughs> sorry, I forgot I, this one. Okay. Uh, if you could have any celebrity singer serenade you before bed, who would it be? Ooh, JT, Justin Timberlake. You stole my swear God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want Justin Timberlake to come I mean, and serenade come on. every night? God. I would either do, is that yours? <laughs> yeah, that's mine. Either that or, or Mr. John Mayer. But mm. I think JT has a more soothing, well, I don't know. I I, I think I'm going to stick with JT. I got like three. I'll do JT, no, four. <laughs> I would do JT. I would do Ed Sheeran. Uh, I would have Pink. No, done deal. Sia. Sia's the one. Picks uh, the cake. I think Sia's my favorite female great. singer. Yeah. Pink and Sia, I think, are my two favorite female singers ever. They're just like, just absolute, catastrophically good singers. Amazing. They're all amazing. Uh, okay. What is there like a smell that makes you feel nostalgic, like when you smell it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really, huh. it's hard to explain. Um, 
there's a few. I think it's any meal my mom makes, anything she makes. It just reminds me of just when we were in the house and everyone's coming home or my dad's coming home from work and we're finishing our day at school and dinner's ready and we're all meeting up at the table for dinner. That was like, that to me is nothing quite beats that because we were, my dad was always home for dinner. You know, he'd work his ass mm-hmm. up. He's always been home for 6.30 dinner every single night. Mm-hmm. So like that always makes my day. Um, the smell of challah <laughs> reminds me of Shabbat, just something yeah. special. And then there it's a, it's a weird one last thing, but it's a very specific smell. Um, a laundry detergent that they use in Israel. And when I smell it, it reminds me of my aunt and my uncle from Israel and my grandma because her mm-hmm. house smelled like it's when I go into her house, I used to go there and sit with her for like hours and we just talk and hang out. And, um, and her whole house smelled like that. Her shirt smelled like it, her hair smelled like it. My aunts, and so anytime I went to Israel and walked in, I'd always take a deep breath and like, I would just have a smile on my face, like I'm back. And that was, that's, that always is my favorite thing ever, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I have two that pop into my mind. One of them is kind of random. So one of them is my great grandma. She had this tea rose perfume. Um, so as much as that's kind of like old lady, I love it. And when she passed, and my family were going through her stuff and they were taking all the things that like were worth something. I went straight to the bathroom. I was 15 and I took her perfume and I still have it. And I, I keep it where I can get to it. And every once in a while, when I'm missing her, I just smell it. And it brings me right back to her bathroom. Oh, that's there cool. She would let me put on her bright red lipstick when she'd brush my hair when I was a kid. And I just wanted to like, be like her and, so I put on her lipstick and I, you know, and, and use her brush and like she put on her perfume and she put on her perfume and I just thought I was so grown up. And um, she always said, like, you have to look your best. I don't care if you're just going to the grocery store. You never know who you're going to meet and what opportunities are going to come your way. So you never leave without your lipstick and your hairbrush. Wow. And she would put her perfume on. And so that like brings me back to that. And then another one that really pops into my mind, which is going to sound cringy, but it's true. Um, So I would hang out with Travis Barker a lot and he has a very uh, distinct like candle cologne, like everything that he has in his house. And it smells like that when you walk in. And so one of my clients, I walk into her house and I'm like, smells like Travis. And so I was like, what is that? And like, so then she showed me and then I, every time I like go into like a store or something that has this candle, um, or this perfume and cologne, they have everything for like, um, men and women and the everything. And I, and it brings me right back to hanging out with him and he's an amazing guy. And so it just like brings back like these happy memories and this like really cool, time in my life like playing drums with him and hanging out and so um those are like two cool. smells that like i really remind me of like good times that's awesome those are good yeah. the grandma one hit home that just sounded so uh like like you said reminiscent it sounded nostalgic that was really cool yeah yeah, yeah. all right i, I think that was we awesome, done ben. It. i think we did it momo we did it 21 questions we should do it again 50 cent it reminds 50 me of 50 cent though. okay is it How do we... 50? Never mind. We won't get into it. No, no, it is. I heard no, the other good... day someone was talking about 50 cents or 50 cent. And I said, well, he says it 50 cent. So that's how I'm going to say it. And I said, well, it's pronounced 50 cents 50 cent, or it's spelt 50 cents. And I was like, I don't know. 
let's debate this later. All right, poor Parker. I no, gotta no. go train. Hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. He could wait. Can you hear this? <laughs> he probably can will. You, can you hear that playing out loud? No. I have my AirPods on the computer. Forget it. It's all good. Okay. Morgan, what a pleasure it's been. This okay. is amazing, Ben. It's been this really was fun. nice. 21 questions. I hope it people enjoyed fun. it. Me too. Or no one will watch it. We'll cry. It's fine. No big deal. I'll have a bonbon together. <laughs> All right, Momo. Have a good workout. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. See you soon.